podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise. For your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. Hey, Grant, I am feeling so great about K-State basketball. I think they're going to win the national championship. If I want to turn all my hard-earned money into even more money, where should I go? Probably mybookie.ag. I mean, I hear they have the best player perks in the entire business. It's true. Should I tell you about those perks? You should. All right. Um, well, you can do in-game betting. Whoa. They have the most rewarding player perks in the business. That's crazy. For the fantasy guys out there, you can bet on the over-under on how many fantasy player fantasy points a player will score so each I c- game. So I could say Kareem Hunt's going to have more than 100 fantasy points next week? That's right. And if you join right now and use our deposit code... Boys25 is what I hear on the streets. That's what people say. Capital B-O-Y-S 25. They will match your deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand dollars plus 25 bucks that's best in the biz right there it's the best in the biz i mean just head on down to my bookie ag use that promo code and make yourself some money remember when you win they pay it's true um before we get into anything we want to touch on a sad thing that happened at the k-state world uh samantha scott um we would be remiss not to Honor her a little bit. Um, K-State rower Samantha Scott passed away from a sudden illness on Saturday, October 27th. She was a four-year member of the rowing team who majored in architectural engineering. Uh, She was originally from Fort Morgan, Colorado. She's an academic All-Big 12 selection last season, and she led the 1v8 and 1v4 boats. Um, Yeah, it just really hits home. Um, Our thoughts and prayers go out to her, her family, uh, the K-State rowing community, all of K-State athletics, and I hope everyone can just take a little time to step back. I know anyone listening to this podcast, probably a big K-State fan, um, we're, we're all, you know, fanatics. But we need to realize that, you know, these these kids basically representing this university that we all love, they have families. They have their entire lives in, ahead of them. And this really puts stuff into sobering thoughts. Um, you know, it's, it's sad to see anyone go that young, especially someone who – uh, had her, you know, a great life in front of her. So uh, thoughts and prayers go out to her family. Um, if any chance they listen to this, if there's anything our podcast can do for you, get in touch. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just hor- horrible. Yeah, it's it's real sad, and uh, now is a great time to fulfill that family narrative, K-State family narrative. Yeah. Reach out to them. Give them all the support you can. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and there there is no easy – transition away from that uh so we're just going to transition into it it's beer the pod and we're actually coming to you guys live from completely unbiased the number one brewery in kansas city double shift brewery it's true Um, it is true as always it's rainy and cold when we record um so that really probably led me to my choice for my first beer i had their barley one which literally to die for but someone forgot his uh (laughs) <laughs> power cord so i also am sitting on their hazy ipa uh power moves and it's it's legitimately 
the best hazy IPA in town, probably in the Midwest. So uh, it can't be beat. It's pretty good. I don't even really like hazy IPAs, and I I enjoy that beer. I'm I'm hanging out with the rye barley wine crop formations. It's pretty delicious. Um, they also have the best names for their beers. Too. It's true. It's very true. This one's perfect for the fall season too. Um, shall we hop into Wildcat Roundup? Yeah. I don't have anything in front of me, or do I? Yeah, I do. Just kidding. Starting with men's basketball, you want to talk about the scrimmage? Yeah, men's basketball, it's the secret scrimmage that has been the uh, most publicized secret scrimmage of all time. Uh, the Cats were taking on Oregon. I think this is in some NAIA Denver school. I mean, if you've seen the highlights, it's just this tiny gym that looked like, you know, a 2A high school. But the score, it, it, got, it got released, 75-70, which is a great score. Oregon is a top 15 team. They're picked to win the Pac-12. They have the Pac-12 preseason player of the year. That type of a score, I, if you, I didn't need anything else to get excited, but now here I am just losing my mind. I'm excited. I don't know how much you can take away from these scrimmages. Probably but nothing, but, but we won. So. You know, it's, it is probably more competitive than we think it is. I mean, these are guys that are – there's a competitive guy. So when they get playing, and especially when they get a chance to play another Power 5 team that's highly ranked – you know they're going to be going at it, even if it's just a, a scrimmage. So, you know, I feel good about it. And I allegedly we were leading by, like, 20 at some point in that game. Yeah, that, that is just crazy. Barry Brown, I think, what did he do, five from eight from three? Yeah. If, if Barry Brown is hitting threes like that, I mean, Yeah, we'll watch be really, out. really good. And do, do you hear that knocking on the door? That's the Naismith Award for Barry Brown <laughs> if he's going to hit those. It's funny because Barry was absolutely dreadful at uh, Madness. He went, like – Five for thirty. That's because he's a the, gamer. He he's not gonna hit him from the rack. He's he's ready to just be an assassin this year. I can see it. I mean, he had some huge deep threes last year that were daggers. I'm thinking like Baylor when he dropped oh, thirty-eight. Yeah. That yep. was nice. Uh, uh, Dean also. I mean, he went for twelve. X had thirteen. Swaggy Mike McGurl nine. Um, th- those are the big scores from it. Um, I think James Love fouled out in two minutes of play so that that's kind of bad We're, we try to be a level-headed podcast so that's, that's like, bad it seems like a trend for our big guys when they're like, it's like a jason bennett special when they're just starting to get minutes that's kind of they foul so much and i don't know what it is if they're not adjusting to like the speed defense that we want to play or what but you know dean fouled like crazy when he was starting to get minutes at k-state you know levi stockard was fouling like crazy last year so hopefully he can adjust but I, I don't take that much from it. Well, yeah, and I also hopefully we don't need don't him to be putting in play. a lot of mu- minutes. Yeah. I mean, because Stockard has changed his body. Uh, you have Trice coming in. Hopefully, Mac takes it to another level. Nigel Shad. I mean, the, uh, hopefully, Love is the guy on the outside, and we don't need him. Um, but I'm not going to worry too much about it. Um, yeah, I don't I know if you have anything else. I, the exhibition game. It's on Friday. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, that's only. Two days away. I think there's some tickets still available from K-State. They're cheap on StubHub. If you're in the Manhattan area, get out there. Yeah. Have some fun. I'm I'm tempted to go myself. I probably won't because Saturday is my only day off, so I don't know if I want to make that long trek and then just turn right around and come back. But um, it's on ESPN3, so I should be able to watch it anyways. Also on Fox Sports KC. So we'll be good. Fox Sports Go app. The official home opener is versus Kennesaw State, 7 p.m. Friday on the 9th, and that is also on Fox Sports Kansas City and ESPN3. Yep. I think, uh, just disclaimer, I think 
the rule is if you live inside the state of Kansas and you're streaming it, it'll be on Fox Sports Go. If you're not, it'll be on ESPN3 or the KSAHD.TV app for all you cord cutters out there like me. Damn. Um, That means I don't get Fox Sports Go, which is so much better at streaming, but that's okay. Well, the KSAHD.TV Roku app is pretty good. Get yourself a Roku. Hashtag no free ads. Roku, if you want to be a sponsor, let me know. <laughs> yeah. uh, women's basketball. Send bas- us some Rokus. Yeah, send us some Rokus. <laughs> um, women's basketball, their first exhibition is tomorrow, if you're listening to this on release day, Thursday the 1st. It's going to be on ESPN3. Uh, that's Like I said, versus the Fort Hayes State Tigers. Their second exhibition is on Monday the 5th versus those damn gorillas from Pitt State. That's going to be on Fox College Sports Central, so big time. And then uh, their official opener is the 12th versus Omaha. So, you know, right. I, I've gone on the record. I think they're much better than the eighth best team in the Big 12, and hopefully they prove me right. I'm ready for hoops, man. I'm ready. Um, we got to touch on the the Volley Cats. Ugh. It's been a rough. It's, it's been a rough, rough Big 12 season for them. They lost one one three at Iowa State, and they continue on the disappointing Big 12 season Saturday in Ahern versus West Virginia. Hopefully they can bounce back. Um, it's being streamed on ESPN3 and broadcasted on K-Man. Uh, usually we talk about the Bill Snyder press conference, but uh, he's completely closed it up. They're boring. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. Um, but a lot of stuff has been floating around the message boards, around Twitter, and I think we should touch on it. Um, the smoke is really starting to bellow out of Manhattan around possible retirement. Um I'll say this, there's nothing that I have heard that will make me go on the record and say definitively he's gone. Enough stuff has been said that I'm leaning very hard towards that way. Articles are coming out. Uh, you know, the Bring on the Cats had a great blog post yes. laying out why he should go. Uh, Matt Hall and the KSO guys, they've been breaking it down, um, you know, pointing out that there's smoke. Um, another website that even we don't. The other guys, t- are, yeah, talking the about other guys are even talking about and writing <laughs> out full articles. And uh, full disclosure, I mean, I'll say his name, Tim Fitzgerald. He too had a pretty good article talking about how it might be time for him to go. Um, Kellis has wrote stuff. Whoever's at the Topeka Capital Journal's wrote stuff. Does the Manhattan Mercury even have a beat guy anymore? I don't know. I'm sure he's written <laughs> stuff. Um, it's everywhere. Grant, we've been talking about it. Where are you at? We didn't do an OU review, which is probably for the best. There's a couple people reach out, wish that we would have. But where are you sitting at? Because I mean, it's it's pretty much it's, the lingering ugh. narrative of K State fan base right now, and it's it's a delicate and a situa- delicate and sensitive situation for many. Um, I personally think Bill, this is probably his last year. Um, I'm leaning that way. I would say, you know, I don't have any. I'm not basing that off of any like concrete information, but. I'd say things do tend to be leaning that way. I would just say trust in Gene, put the program, trust in Gene to put the program in the best position possible. Um, I have faith in Gene, and yeah, if you haven't already read it, go and check out Bring on the Cats. That blog post is really good. Uh, follow at Ty underscore KC. That's T Y E underscore KC. He wrote an absolutely perfect it, summary of it was the one situation. Of the, it was one of the best pieces of journalism I've read in a long time. And it really was. Sadly, I read far too much stuff about politics, and I read a ton of K-State stuff. And you, you guys know me. I'm, I'm, you know, I want to be Kellis Robinette's best friend. I consider myself Matt Hall's best friend. But this guy, I mean, he, it, was re- it was so well written. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll link to it in the description if I can remember when I'm – sending this over but it was great everyone go read it um 
It was really, and, really good. And I'm just going to say this. Uh, I'm addicted to Twitter and message boards, and I've seen far too many idiots taking shots at Gene Taylor, uh, especially after he went on with John Kurtz, who's approaching friend of the pod status. He still has to earn it. But uh, getting mad at him for some of the stuff he said, folks, if you want him to get on a radio show and start blasting Bill Snyder, you're just an idiot. Gene Taylor knows exactly what he's doing. People want to go after him for saying, oh, he just came from North Dakota State. This guy oversaw them going from Division Two to FCS and winning national championships. If you don't think that this man wants the world for K-State and to com- be competing for championships, you're an idiot. And I don't think we've ever been in better hands than Gene Taylor's going into uh, what might be the biggest hire in K-State sports history. Yeah, we are in really good hands. and. Guys, there's not a single athletic director in the entire country that's going to go on a radio show or go on any interview while a legendary head coach is sitting, you know, in in position and say, yeah, I think we're probably moving towards pushing him out. I mean, what do you expect him to say? Yeah, He's going to have the most generic answers possible, and you know there's so much stuff going on under the surface, so just be patient. I mean, we got four games left. And be, be patient and believe in Gene. That's all I have gonna, to say. We're not going to fire Bill Snyder in the middle of the season, but I would – I would imagine that there's a lot of screws turning, you know, behind the scenes. So it takes a lot to hire a new coach anywhere. Yeah, and yes, this is a massive hire. So it is, and so folks need to just use a little bit of critical thought before they get on Twitter. And I know that's me, the pot calling the kettle black, uh, <laughs> but uh, just just trust in the guy. So that's all I have to say about that. Do you have any other thoughts before we go to our primers? No, I do not. Let's jump into the primers. Yes. We got Billy Wessels from the t- the TCU Rivals site. We used to ride with Billy. Purple Menace. Check him out. Give him a follow. They'll keep you updated on TCU. Um, you know, I still ride with Billy. I mean, he's still he predicted a good guy. us nine and three, so he's the man. And then we've got Tate Stein Lodge. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. All right. Tate Stein Lodge. Um, he's taking doing the away. K-State We're going to take it away with the K State Primers. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Billy Wessels with PurpleMenace.com and host of the Purple Menace podcast covering TCU for Rivals, and I'm here to give you your TCU primer for this Saturday's matchup between the Cats and the Horn Frogs. TCU got to this point in the year because they can't hang on to the football. The Frogs are 3-5 and five and sitting dead last in the Big 12 standings after losing to Kansas of all teams last week. The Frogs are tied for the most turnovers in the nation with powerhouses Rutgers and East Carolina and are also 120th in the nation in red zone scoring. How this team beat Iowa State for its one Big 12 win is beyond me. Last week, TCU lost to Kansas because they couldn't hang on to the football or convert in the red zone. They failed on 4th and 1 at the goal line in the game's opening drive, threw an interception deep in their own territory, and fumbled on the possible game-winning touchdown inside the Kansas 15-yard line. This has been the story of the year for the Frogs as they have turned the ball over at least twice in each Big 12 game. The biggest strength of this team is still probably the defense. That side of the ball is playing well but can't seem to force turnovers. Ben Banagoo is coming off a two-sack game against Kansas and still a force to be reckoned with on the defensive line. The Frogs are still a bit short-handed there with starting safety Ennis Gaines out for the year and safeties Nico, Nico Small, cornerbacks Julius Lewis and Jeff Gladney, and linebacker Ty Summers all expected to be game-time decisions this weekend. This weakness is clearly the offense. The, the weakness of this team is clearly the offense. Michael Collins threw for 350 yards against Kansas, but he was one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the nation as the Frogs are still replacing four offensive linemen from last season. 
Corel Wagu was expected to return last week, but suffered a setback late in the week, and his status for the week for this week's game is still uncertain. Uh, Cordell is a starting offensive guard for TCU. Jalen Rager had a breakout game against Kansas of 170 receiving yards and a score last week, so keep an eye out for him at, at wide receiver and a bright spot on, on offense. Already mentioned Banigo on defense, so I'll say Garrett Wallow is a player to watch on defense uh, for this game. He started the year a linebacker, but due to all the injuries in the secondary, he's moved back to safety where he played in high school. The most important factor for this game is taking care of the football. They haven't been able to do that all year, so who knows if it will actually help things, but it can't possibly hurt. There's Anderson Rain for 90 yards against Kansas, so if they can continue to use him and keep Kansas State's offense on the sideline, that will also help. Once again, this is Billy Westfels, publisher of Purplebonus.com, providing your primer for TCU versus, for this weekend's game against Kansas State. Enjoy the game, y'all. Hey, Boneheads, this is Tate Steinlogge, former Kansas State writer for the Associated Press and sports editor for the K-State Collegian, living out my post-college days here now in Kansas City as a tortured Wildcats fan like the rest of you, coming to you with your K-State primer for this Saturday's road matchup with the TCU Horn Frogs. Now, let's not beat around the bush. This season is probably past the point of a crossroads. Sitting at 3-5 on the year and 1-4 and in conference play, K-State is tied for last in the Big 12 standings and has fewer FBS wins than in-state rival KU. Now, if that doesn't hurt enough, let's talk about this. North Dakota State just beat South Dakota. Yes, the FCS team K-State needed to come from behind to beat in the fourth quarter to open up the year by a score of 59-14. to Now, at the beginning of the year, most of the message board fodder had to do with K-State's ceiling and how high it would end up being. Now, it's almost exclusively focused on how low the floor will end up when all is said and done. Embedded in all this is Bill Snyder. Following last Saturday's blowout loss, those close to the program indicated that there's a real possibility that the end is coming sooner rather than later for the Hall of Fame head coach. With little going right for the program on the field, this will no doubt be the point of interest for the remainder of the season. Who knows, a loss against TCU could be the tipping point if that point hasn't already been reached. As I mentioned, everything went wrong for the Wildcats against the number 8 Sooners, but that wasn't just the big deal. It wasn't just the final score that left fans with a sour taste in their mouths. It was the manner in which all of it transpired. At one point in the second half, Fox analyst Joel Klatz frustratingly stated, I have never seen K-State play with this pedestrian of effort and this lack of discipline and character. Never in my life. This is as low as it's gotten for Kansas State in a long time. End quote. Meanwhile, after the game, Snyder suggested that the ship, a.k.a. his program, may be at the lowest point it's been since starting his second stint in Manhattan. The Cats ended up allowing 702 total yards of offense to the Sooners, including nearly 400 alone to future MLB star Kyler Murray in only three quarters of action. OU punted just once during the contest and in the second half ripped through the K-State starting defense using their fourth and fifth string options at running back. Truth be told, OU probably could have hung 70 or worse on the Wildcats had they not caught off the dogs at the start of the fourth quarter. All of this is to say K-State doesn't really have any obvious strengths right now. Obviously, you could say the punting game is starting to come along after the OU performance, and Alex Barnes can certainly threaten when used correctly and when the offensive line is having a decent day in the trenches. But at some point, we're just grasping at straws when the biggest weakness right now, obviously other than a passing attack that's barely eclipsing 100 yards in a Big 12 game, may just simply be buying in. The players hear the same message week in and week out from a coach nearly 60 years older than them, and that message appears to now be growing stale. And while maybe it has been stale for some time, winning has certainly been the remedy that's kept things chugging along. Without it now, though, the Cats are in disarray, and let's be real, that may be putting it lightly. The key players for the TCU game are going to be Kevion McGee and Skylar Thompson. McGee filled in for the injured Duke Shelley against OU and had his hands full with the Sooners' talented wideout CeeDee Lamb. With Shelley potentially out for the season, he'll likely see himself matched up with TCU's speedy Jalen Rieger, who had nearly 200 yards against the Jayhawks this past weekend and is leading the Horned Frogs in receiving yards by a considerable margin. 
On the other hand, Thompson will be tasked with dealing with a talented and aggressive Gary Patterson defense that will no doubt stack the box and eliminate any sort of K-State run game. Thompson will need to get the ball out quickly and accurately for the K-State Wildcats to move the ball down the field consistently, which doubles as my key to the game. Can K-State deal with TCU's pressure enough to force the Horned Frogs defensive backs to sit on their heels? Will the offensive coordinators draw up the routes that take advantage of the space TCU's defenders leave as they creep up? And can K-State eclipse 150 yards passing for the first time since the UTSA game? That's a serious stat, by the way. Uh, We'll have to see. Once again, this has been Tate Steinloggy giving you your K-State primer. You can follow me on Twitter at SteinloggyT for more ramblings on all things K-State sports. All right, we're back. Thanks to Billy and Tate for doing those wonderful primers. As usual, they're always great. Uh, give those guys a follow on Twitter, all right? Yep, and uh, yeah, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> uh, but know what I do have to say? Is it's time for our weekly game picks, and they are presented. Everyone say it with me mybookie.ag remember boys 25 best player perks 100% match plus 25 bucks if y'all aren't doing it you better do it soon I have no insight to this but eventually one day that deal won't be as good and you're going to be kicking yourself for not taking advantage of it so remember mybookie.ag promo code boys 25 yes guys get on it we doing that after? Keys to V after, or we usually do that before? Oh, well, shit. We skipped the keys to V, but let's just do the picks, and then we can well, come no, back and do I the mean, keys we'll, to V. We'll talk about, no, we'll, we'll do the keys to V, and then we'll talk about that again. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Okay, all Grant, right. Grant, give me your first key to V. My first key to V is it's time to reestablish the running game and Alex Barnes. we got to get back to the basics of what I thought would be a pillar of this offense this year. You know, we've showed that we have it in the locker. Uh, we showed against uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State. It's going to take another big-time game in that regard with our wide receivers being so thin. We've got more injury problems. We need our running game to carry us this week, and we need another huge game from Alex Barnes. Yes, and my second key to V is making a deposit at mybookie.ag. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. The second one is to play with some passion. Um, for better or worse, I, I watched a lot of that second half versus Oklahoma, and it was a sad sight. I think – a lot of those guys lost their passion. They lost their fire. You need to get that back because if you don't get it back this week, folks, it, it, I don't even want to speculate. Just you, you have to start playing with passion again. I agree. And a lot of those, no one specific, but a lot of those players were kind of crucified by the media. And I think there's going to be a pretty decent response, I would think, It wasn't just the media. Like Joel Platt went to town, but – Bill yeah. just went to town on it, and that honestly, guys, that can't be great. Um, again, student athletes, you have a on national television getting killed, and you have Joel Klatt taking a piece out of you. You have Bill Snyder going after you. Um, I can't imagine what's going through their minds. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, I'm weak-minded enough; I'd fold up and quit. But <laughs> I know a lot of these guys are going to respond and play with passion. At least I hope so, because that's my second key to V. My third key to V is kind of in the same vein. Uh, believe in yourselves. Have some pride. TCU is a more talented than us, sure. Yes. But this is a Bill Snyder K-State football team. Start fucking playing like it. Uh, be tougher than them. Win the 50-50 battles. Be sound. Execute. we got four games left to salvage something out of the season. It's not going to be a successful season, but we can end it with some of our dignity intact if we bring that vintage K-State attitude that Bill 
to his credit, has built and ingrained in our players for the last 25 years. It's time. It, it is time. It's um, time if, if this is Bill's final go-around, and I'm just speculating, but what better way to send off a legendary head coach than to play with some toughness and to play with some pride in the last four games of the season? Yeah, and, and honestly, even if they're not going to play for pride for, them, for Bill – do it for themselves. I mean, I don't want to see them get dug out That's on social media or on TV. For Honestly, I don't think any of the players listen to us. If they do, this is why I have to say to you, don't do it for Bill Snyder. Don't do it for the fans. Hell, don't even do it for K-State. Do it for yourself because I know and everyone knows how much work you guys put into it. Don't don't allow yourself to get dug out on TV again. Just, br- just, bring, the pr- just bring the pride, like, like you said. I, I couldn't have said it any better. Also – Oklahoma's like an all-world offense. Yes. So we're not like totally crazy. I I get it. You're down, what, 31-7 at half, yeah. and there was no stopping them, and, you know, it, it happens. There was a major mismatch, but I want to see some of that toughness back. I want to see us hitting guys and flying to the ball. Speaking of hitting guys, flying to the ball. Oh, hey. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, my final one is swarm to the ball on defense. Um, players, I, I know I just addressed you. Uh, if you're listening, please turn this off. Okay, so we're back. Uh, we don't have the talent to be winning these one-on-one battles with players that TCU's throwing out there. You're not going to be able to just hit stick, guys. You're going to have to wrap up, and you're going to have to gang tackle. You're going to need two or three guys every spot because, again, Oklahoma, a, di- a whole nother level than excuse me, some of the teams that we played early in the year, but the tackling just looked poor again. We weren't wrapping yeah. up. There was one guy on one guy. We don't have the dudes to be able to do that, so you need to swarm. Every time on defense, you need to have three or four guys around the ball at the end of the play. I 100% agree. Um, those are our keys to V, and let's see how they fulf- let's see how we uh, how we fulfill those. Yep, and now it's time for our game picks. Yeah, my bookie boys 25. You guys know the drill. Uh, best player perks in the big biz. You win, they pay. We're going to get started. Shane Goff won our retweet contest. He is repping the boneheads. He's a little nervous. Uh, so, you know, hopefully for his sake, I don't want the boneheads coming after him. I hope Shane Goff has a good week. Um, Why is he nervous? Because <laughs> uh, he wants to do well for the boneheads. Well, he'll probably do better than Reggie or Matt. Yeah, Matt Hall had a losing week for the boneheads. He went 5-6, and six, bringing you guys back to 52-34. and 34. I had the best week. I went seven and four. I'm at fifty-five and thirty-one, but I'm still trailing you. You're sitting at fifty-seven and twenty-nine. You went six and five last week. It's an uphill battle. There's still a few weeks. You got four weeks left. I'm sure I'll have a late collapse. I hope so. I hope you spurs it up. Uh, so this week, because I've been going last the last couple weeks, I will I will go first. I'll, I'll oh. allow you to hear everything. No, no. Let's keep it the same. Okay. I was gonna say next season we just reverse the order because you've gone second. You've gone after me every single time. This every year. single time. Yep. Okay. All so right. Next season That's fair. we'll just reverse it. That's fair. That's fair. That's one hundred percent fair. So the first game: Oklahoma State at Baylor, eleven a.m. Saturday, November third. FS one. Shane is taking the Cowboys. I'm also taking the Cowboys. I think that they're riding high off of that Texas win, and I think they're a lot better than what they've shown in the last few weeks. Um, they're certainly better than they were in Manhattan, and um, I just don't think Baylor's very good. So No, Baylor's trash. That is a sweep for the Cowboys. The next one, whew, battles of the little brothers. Iowa State going 
to KU. KU is riding high, and God dang it, I wish I would have picked them because I want. I thought about Dude, it. Dude, me too. I really I did. I thought about it. Um, riding high, this is 11 a.m., FSN. Uh, Shane Goff is going Iowa State. Grant, are you going to pull the trigger and pick KU? No, I'm not. I'm going Iowa State, and I don't want to pick Iowa State, but uh, I think this is one of the few games in November that they win. Ugh. <laughs> I, oh man! I don't see K. KU's not going to win this game. They're just. I like. I know you don't like them, but they're wearing some really neat World War. I don't hate throwback em. uniforms. I like them a lot. I'm picking. I would say, but guys, I. Ugh, I don't want to. I'm about to have an effort. No, uh, no, I, no. It's Iowa State wins as badly as I wish. You would KU be would. foolish to pick also, KU. I, think. I don't. Yes, but I, I'll be. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm 100 percent rooting for KU to win it. All these Iowa Me State too. weirdos on Twitter, like crying about three weeks later, crying about getting a twenty-five thousand dollar fine from the Big Twelve. Iowa State fans, get over yourselves. You, <laughs> you guys are a bunch of weirdos. I wish we would relegate you to the Mac. I'm, I'm just tired. I'm going to move on before I rant about this. West Virginia at Texas. That's number 12 at number 15. 2.30 on Big Boy Fox Saturday. Shane is taking West Virginia, putting a nail in the Texas's back coffin. What are you picking? I think West Virginia batters Texas. I really do. Um, I know that I picked Texas to win the conference. That was sort of like – I want to say it was ham-fisted, but I, I got to stick with it because I did say it on air – and it will live in infamy. It'll live. It'll be on in the records forever. I didn't actually believe that, just like I didn't actually believe that K-State would take second. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I picked it. But anyways, Texas, I was, I was hesitant to say that Texas was back, and not because they lost to Maryland, and not because, you know, and they, they did Speaking beat OU. Of Maryland, they're reinstating DJ Durkin. What a fucking That's utterly <laughs> bizarre decision. Uh, yeah, well, that'll be it for another time, but I just thought I'd throw that it's in It's so there. weird. That's he's weird like not disgusting. even a good coach, which is the yeah, funny th- thing. It's like, yeah, they're treating him like he's Vince Lombardi. It, they're treating him like a victim, too. Like, oh, did you, <laughs> the people that were like, oh, God, I don't know. I read a tweet that was like saying if they, they were so high on bringing him back that even if the president was like, no, they were going to fire the president, which is absurd. It's stupid. All right, but, yeah, Sorry. so you're taking West Virginia. I got West Virginia big. Shane's I, taking West Virginia. I don't believe in Texas. I'm taking Texas. Texas right. bounces back. Um, and I will say, if Texas wins that game, it opens up a path for Iowa State to go to the Big 12 championship, which is a nightmare for me. It would be funny if they went to the title and lost by, like, 65, though. No, but they, they would hang a banner for going to the Big 12 They absolutely would. All right, Oklahoma at Texas Tech. This is 7 p.m. on ABC. Uh, OU big, right? OU. All right, that's a Although, clean, clean sweep. Yeah, that's going to be a weird environment. It could be tough for OU, but I do think OU wins. I would maybe listen to that if Texas Tech would have been able to not bottle it and yeah. beat Iowa State. Um, but I, 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 don't, I don't think. I agree. I'm, I'm with I, you. I don't see it. I, I got the Sooners. Uh, Georgia, number six at number 11, Kentucky. Kentucky has one of the best defenses in the nation one of the best running backs in the nation. It's at home. It's the 2.30 CBS game on Saturday. Shane's taking Georgia. You know, I had one of my favorite all-time NCAA dynasties with Kentucky. I fell in love with Kentucky. I'll always love Kentucky football, but they lose by double digits. Yeah, I don't think, it's, I don't think it ends up being close. Kentucky needed some questionable calls and a miracle to beat Mizzou. I... 
I, I just I don't see them beating. They just Georgia. haven't played. They haven't played the people that. No, but sh- you know, shout out to Mark Stoops. He took a perennially bad program and he unlocked a fan base in the SEC at a job no one thought they were going to. So good for him. Uh, he has them up and rolling. And when yeah. it's all said and done, maybe he's considered the best Stoops brother. He probably maybe. needs a national. T- no. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen. That's but crazy. He's I'm, definitely number two. I'm certainly not scoffing at Kentucky. I just don't think they're better than Georgia. I think Georgia no, rolls. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. The next one, number 19, Iowa going up to Indiana, Purdue. This is 2.30 on ESPN2. Shane is taking the 19th-ranked Hawkeyes. Me too. Not me, Purdue. Boiler oh, up. Oh, boys. Boiler oh, wait. Ooh, the, shit. The best 4-4 four and four team in the history I of I forgot they just football. smoked Ohio State. That's scary. You locked All right, in. I got to stick in. I locked, I'm locked in. The next one, the Nittany Lions are going to the Big House, Michigan. That's number 14 at number 5. 245 kickoff on ESPN. Shane is saying go blue. I'm tempted to pick Penn State, but I think Michigan's got too much to lose here. They're going to they're gonna take care of business. I think Harbaugh is – He's got it together. People are try, we're trying to put him on the hot seat. Which is so stupid. People are so dumb. People are dumb. Uh, but he is going to win this one, and I think I think he's staring down the barrel of a matchup with Ohio State that could propel him into the uh, playoffs. Go Big Blue in that case. I agree. I agree. I, historically, Ohio State can eat shit. Historically, I've cheered for Ohio State in that rivalry. Not anymore. N- not as long as Urban Meyer's there. He can die. Um, Boston College, number 24, going to Virginia Tech, enter Stan- Sandman. Another 245 kickoff, which is a weird time. Whatever. This is on ACC Network, so no one will be able to watch. Uh, Boston College is the pick for our friend Shane. I got the Hokies. I'm going with Virginia Tech as well. <laughs> you I, almost flipped. I almost flipped. Because <laughs> I, ha- I have I all my it. stuff bolded. I was like, because eh, this is a toss-up. I just don't think – that 24 means absolutely nothing. Boston no, College is bad. I, I but Virginia I, Tech's pretty bad. But I don't. I don't think Boston College is bad, but they they shouldn't be a ranked team. No. And we say all this. This is the this is the AP poll. The playoff poll is coming out after we record this on a Tuesday. Uh, but I agree. Blacksburg is a tough place to go. I love Ender Sandman. That's a that's on the bucket list. For that's me. a great tradition. Uh, but I, I agree with you. Virginia Tech wins that one. Air Force at Army. So this is the second of the three uh, service or er, what? No. Yeah, second of the four service academy matchups that we have picked. Uh, Shane is taking Army. This is 11 a.m. Saturday on CBS Sports Network, which still has more coverage than the ACC Network. I've got Army as well. Clean sweep for Army. And now we are college football game of the week. This is going to be a rare night game on CBS and probably one of the most hostile environments in the country. That is number one, Alabama, going to number four. Let the band play neck. Go Tigers. Bayou <laughs> Bengals, Louisiana State. Shane's taking Alabama. Are you going to take the Bayou Bengals? No. I'm taking Alabama. I think they're on another level from anyone else this year. Um, they're really, really good. It's a bucket list for me to see a game. Night game. A night game. This is a 7 p.m. game. It's it's that's it's on my bucket list to see a top five game in Death Valley. And you know, me and my buddy were talking about going to one this year, but it just hasn't happened. But no. I, Bama's just they're too good. Alabama's too good, but 
God, I, wi- I wish. It's just it's not something they haven't seen before. I they, wish I could go with LSU. I love Coach O. I love LSU. I, I don't know. I, I just I love I want to get a graduate degree from LSU just so I could be a fan of LSU. Um, but it's going to be Alabama. And the final one is K-State at TCU. You guys heard the keys to V. You heard the primers. TCU is rolling on the ground, dying. <laughs> Because like, they, what? <laughs> yeah. Rolling. Uh, I was going to see how closely folks are listening. More like they're uh, reeling, in my opinion. Yes. That, that's Honestly, maybe I meant to say reeling. I accidentally said rolling, then I tried to cover my tracks. That's all right. You guys will never know. This is 230 FS1. Shane is actually taking K-State. Shane believes. Shane is a bonehead who is loyal to these colors. Oh, Grant, my God. Who I'm are like you picking? so 50-50 right now. I'm very, very 50-50. I'm, God, I'm just going to go with my original bold, and that's TCU. Um, I would not be surprised if we win this game. Um, I don't know. I just feel like we both have nothing to lose, and we're both kind of like – there's different perspectives from each program here because K-State likes to scratch and claw for every game until the end of the season, and TCU, when they have a shit season, they kind of fold things up and they – say, all right, we're just going to rebuild. So that's why I kind of feel like the Cats are going to win, but I'm going to stick with TCU just because. I feel like you're about to flip. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm going to go with TCU. Um, I almost flipped because I was looking at the schedules like I don't know how many times we've gone against each other. Um, I think it's TCU. I agree with you, though. When TCU folds it up, they fold it up. They either have an elite season. I like that or, about them. Yes, I, I agree with you. They focus. Um, they play a lot of young dudes, and they focus on the future when they're not, they're not going to have an elite season, and I really, really like that. That's smart. Yeah, I, I, I'm still going with TCU. Um, I yeah, don't feel good about it, though. I don't feel good about it either, honestly. Yeah, I, yeah but that, that, is, that is what it is. Those are the picks. Um, we're going to end up with Ask Bosco questions. We're going to try to keep this rapid fire. I don't know how long we've been going. Probably too long. No, we haven't been going long at all. We're not even at – we're at 37. We're good. Okay, then we're fine. Um, <coughs> still not going to do – we had a couple good questions come in that would require a little research. We're going to save those. Um, folks, use the hashtag. I'm not there, – there's one come exception on. I'm going to make about not using the hashtag. We're going to answer Rachel Rieger's questions because she's a great bonehead. She's one of the. She's probably the best lady bonehead out there. Probably. We don't play favorites, but she's one of our favorites. So <laughs> Rachel asks, "Do you foresee any chance where Snyder steps down under his own uh, volition, or do we need to prepare to watch a man whose whole life has been the KSU Wildcats and by a losing season getting fired? Um, even if he gets pushed out, it's not going to be a termination. He will come out and say he's, he retires." Um, but I'll say this right now. There is zero chance this is under his own free will. I, there is no part of him that wants to retire. I am, I'm going on the record and saying I, I think I've changed my mind a couple times throughout the season. Um, I think it is – I'm almost to the point where I'm saying a conclusion he's going to retire, but it's not because he wants to. He's feeling the heat from donors, from friends, from family, from Gene – it's not his decision, but it's going to – he's going to say he retires. He will not be terminated. Yeah, I think you absolutely nailed it. And, um, I mean, yeah, that's – that's. I, I don't have much to add to that. You pretty much summed it up perfectly. Um, I don't – it could get a little awkward at, like, at certain times, but 
there's zero chance that we're going to come out and say that, you know, we're terminating Bill. It's, it's not going to come out that way. It's going to be like a – it's going to be a pressure, like – we're, you need to retire type of thing, and he's going to come out and say that, and he's going to get – I hope so because I would be absolutely blown away if Bill was like, nope, you're going to have to fire me. That would be crazy, but I just don't see that happening. I think he sees the writing on the wall, and he's he just looks like he's ready to kind of hang it up himself. I mean, yeah, I, I think if it was up to him and he could do whatever he wanted, then he would probably come back, but I do think that he sees – that it's time to probably move on, and you know, I hope I hope he does for everyone's sake. Honestly, I, I agree with you. Um, we'll do one more from Rachel again. Rachel, I know you listen. Use the hashtag next time. Come on, Rachel. So she asked, Rachel, I didn't go drive into the twilight zone to deliver your shirt for you to not use the hashtag. Use the hashtag. She asks, should we go with hashtag the Dean's List? Or repurpose our favorite Royals hashtag waiter check please when Dean Wade settles into his Big Twelve Player of the Year hype. I like the Dean's list. Um, I'm more. You know what? I think those are both pretty good. Um, and uh, I'm. I don't care too much for hashtag nicknames, but. I think we should stick with Dean Wolf. I mean, I love Dean Wolf. Well, she's quite talking a bit. about the campaign for him to win Big Twelve oh, Player of the Year. Oh, okay. Then what sorry, was... you kept trying to show me something on your laptop. Yeah, I don't I'm sorry. know. If, it was. I don't know if so I it just popped up. It made me right. laugh. But um, what was the other one? There's waiter check your hashtag waiter check please or hashtag Dean's list. I like Dean's list quite a bit. That's a good one. I agree. So that's the official hashtag to get Dean Big Twelve Player of the Year. All right. There is no more. We we will not do any more questions that do not use the hashtag. So for all of you who didn't use the hashtag, either get to be as great as Rachel or use the hashtag if you want your question answered. So the first one we are going going to go to, uh, those are from the game, so we're going to skip this. Oh, man. Some of these are pretty good. Uh, from Conrad, so he has three of them. Chicken or fish? I'm taking – all right, if I'm going to a wedding, chicken. If I'm cooking it myself, fish. What fish? Well, it dep- I, like, I could go all over the place. A good tuna steak, tilapia. You know what? Uh, I 100% cook fish at home far more than chicken. I, I cook salmon and tuna Oh, yeah, constantly. salmon elite. Um, I don't ever cook tilapia because it's apparently it's just like not good for you. It's oh, shitty. Well, apparently. Thanks for letting me know. Um, wild cherry Pepsi or cherry Coke? I actually, I'm a Pepsi through and through guy. In wild, oh my god, wild cherry. Well, no, no. All right, let, let, hold on. First off, wild cherry Pepsi, and I, I actually I'm a liar because I actually because I you know I only drink diet soda because I prefer the fake sugar that's going to give me cancer legitimately I think it tastes better so I, I'm a liar I like wild <laughs> cherry diet wild cherry Pepsi and when they had their vanilla diet Pepsi but for the regular stuff the regular uh, coke I like Coke zero or diet Coke better than diet Pepsi I say neither I'll buy cherry RC my girlfriend got me on a cherry oh, RC it's phenomenal Ooh. it's so good. Damn, but I, if I had to choose, I'm a Coke products man. I'm not. I, I I'm not loyal to 
I'm not loyal all the way through when it comes to that. Um, chocolate or vanilla? Honestly, almost always vanilla. Um, van- if you're going just basic ice cream, chocolate or vanilla, vanilla. Oh, I, I hate chocolate ice cream. Yeah, it's not good. If you're going with a cake, it more depends on the frosting than the actual cake for something like this that. This is so tough because it's like, for like if I'm just thinking about the only the only thing you're ever gonna use chocolate for is just like straight regular chocolate. chocolate. So like I guess I'll probably lean towards vanilla because if yeah. we're like deciding vanilla flavored versus chocolate flavor, probably I lean towards vanilla. All right, you are hosting a dinner party, just yourself and three people, dead or alive. Who do you invite and why? This is from T Vobach, a first time bonehead question asker. Shout out Tate. Shout out Tate. He's a KU fan, but hey, whatever. He's a good dude. Um, Who are you going with? I don't know. I didn't think this one through, but I'll, I'll do one that I know I would love to sit down and have like some dinner with. Arsene Wenger, one Ooh. of my all-time favorite people alive today. He's Arsenal's ex-manager for 20 years, and he's like just one of the most interesting people. He would ha- have the most interesting conversation with this guy. He's just one of the best like philosophers of today, and he's just a great dude. I'd love to talk to him about his Arsenal career and just life in general. Um, I'll bounce it back to you, and then I'll think of a couple other guys. Well, so do I, you have all of yours? Yes, okay. and it's not fun. Um, I've I've been feeling very uh, nostalgic and feeling for family. Uh, that was probably spurred on from my brother getting married, and I think the three I would go with are my grandfather Arvid, the one of the greatest K State fans of all time. Um, I miss him dearly every day. Um, and then probably my uncle Larry on my dad's side never got to meet him, but I always heard great things about him. And uh, ugh. and probably my aunt Susan also passed away. Um, and, and and that and I had to leave out both my grandmothers who had passed away. But uh, you know she she would bring the entertainment. She was uh, one of the most fun people ever. So uh, between her and my uncle Larry, they'd have the party going at dinner and. Uh, miss my grandfather dearly. So perfect. I, it you wasn't just, it wasn't fun, but uh, feeling real uh, sentimental towards family recently. Well, so those are me, my three. You just filled my the, my other two positions. I'd probably have I'd probably have uh, my grandmother who passed away in 2012, kind of unexpectedly. That would be great to sit down and have a dinner with her, a conversation with her, and then my father's side, my father's father, my grandpa, who I never met, who died before I was born, or. I don't know if he died before I was born, but died when I was real young. So I never met him. And he was supposedly just, like, insane, like, crazy character. He was a judge in Topeka. Had some, like, pretty famous cases, actually, that maybe I'll have to research and tell you guys about them later in the podcast real quick. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to meet him. That'd be cool. The so next that's, that's one famous guy and just, and then two family members. Yeah. Uh, if, if you guys like want. all family. I like it. Yeah, I. That would be that would be the perfect no shame dinner. in that no oh, shame yeah. in that. Um, next one from T Kobe 07. He threw in the hashtag late, but I'll give it to him. I saw that. Where would you rather get our next head coach from besides Brent Venables? So you have to throw him out. Power five assistant or up and coming G five head coach? Up and coming G five head coach for me because I'm all in on getting Seth Luttrell. Uh, and then even, not, even if you throw him off the board, you know, you got uh, Sattersfield at App, App State, uh, Neil Brown at Troy. I think there are a lot of good up-and-comers, so that's the route I would go. Yep, I'm with you 100%. I'm a big Seth Luttrell fan, and that's, aside from Brent, I want Seth Luttrell. 
and I think both of those are attainable. Uh, Banner95, name your all-time five starters through KSU history. You have 10 seconds before this message oh, explodes. Fuck. Nope. We'll do that at another time. <laughs> um, what does that even mean? I'd, exactly. We'll do it at another time. Uh, we might try to do uh, in December before the holiday is season. Ba- is that a basketball question? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We'll do we'll do a we'll do a full ass Bosco es- I can't episode wait for that. I love those. in December after football season before conference play starts for basketball. We'll do a full one during the holiday season. Uh, Mike Rieger, even with all of TCU's past success, it seems their fan base still never fills the stadium. What do you expect this attendance to look like? Is TCU the Big Twelve Stanford? So TCU is a small secular private school. They will never fill their stadium. They're not our Stanford because, like, if you look at just the political climates of the two schools, you can be more polar opposite, and their academics aren't anywhere close. Yeah. Um, but also, I think the crowd's not going to look very good. I no, expect, like, 20,000 people But to even be there, if they honestly. were great, they're not going to sell out their smallest attendance. He asked another follow-up. Um, TC has a small stadium capacity. I guess it always seems like attendance is low. No, even with their small capacity, it's shit. So, uh, <laughs> John, Johnny Eppleseed, can we go ahead and designate 1124 <laughs> as the Ames Community Twitter roast of at Scott Wildcat now? Yes, but this is all I'm going to say. Let me I'm chime not in. the only one. Not yet. Well, yeah. We're going to win. It, it, until until the clock's hit triple zero, I'm not going to believe it until I see yet. it. It's not time for that yet. But I'm not the only one who likes to roast them. I might be the one who roasts them the most, but they're a bunch of stupid children who Man. believe in conspiracy theories. They're honestly like your weird uncle who doesn't have health insurance who believes JFK was an inside job. That's what Iowa State fans are. I mean, it is not just you. I go as hard as I can on Iowa State any chance I get. So they're, uh, We're going to both get it hard if we lose but we're not going to no we, we always find a way uh kb hampton asked will mccall mayween average more points rebounds or fouls per game this year points, points. I, mean, I mean if he's not yeah fuck if he's not averaging over five points and we're gonna not yeah we probably I, won't be very good fact that he's not a great rebounder so he's not gonna be getting more than yeah points uh, easy yeah i mean Kevin, you're going to have to come up with a better question, my man. But, hey, thank you. Hey, I, I'm looking at your Twitter profile right now. You retweet the show almost every week. You're a great bonehead, but come better. Come with a better question next time. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, thank you for listening. I'm, I'm serious. Thank you. Um, and then the final one, at Hating Francis, uh, he asked, traditional or boneless? I'm assuming he means wings. Oh, this is all I'm going to say. Christ Anyone say. who orders boneless wings – like, those aren't wings. Those are overly sauced chicken nuggets. You can uh, – I'm not going to say die. I'm trying to chill a little bit. But <laughs> they're not wings. Traditional wings are ten times better. Not only, like, is the flavor. the chicken better, the meat is better, but also, the flavor is far better. And, and also, like, eating eating something with your hands. Yes, if you're on a date. How fun is it to just Ugh. bite meat off of a bone it's, with it's your amazing. teeth? I mean, also, are you kidding honestly, me? Honestly, if you're out in like public, you probably shouldn't be eat at a restaurant and you're worried about what you look like eating. You probably shouldn't be at a place that you order either one of those. I, I get triggered. I'm legitimately triggered by people who prefer boneless wings. Yeah, I don't love it. I, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. They're and not wings. Those no, aren't wings. They're not wings. Speaking of triggered, I'm just going to say this because our very very good friend, Will Dubois from To The Ville, 
He brought this to our attention a couple times. He wanted us to touch on Wichita State and Greg Marshall again. Oh, yes. They just signed a four-year deal home and home and home and home with Oklahoma State, and he wanted us to touch on it. Greg Marshall is a bitch. There is not <laughs> a bigger coward in college basketball than Greg Marshall. He cherry-picks the teams he wants to play that come to him, and then he cries about it the next day. He is not only a hypocrite, but a bad American, and his wife is a psycho. He demands home and homes. He demands coming to their place first. And guess what? Because of you, the K-State fans, bitching to Bruce Weber and Gene Taylor, they gave in to his every whim, and he still said no because he knew we would kick his ass. And guess what? Two years from now, he's going to cry about it again. Greg Marshall is a loser, and I, I – any K-State fan who clamors to play Wichita State is an idiot and doesn't doesn't follow anything. Any If I ever see someone on my timeline saying we should play Wichita State, I'm going to go after him because Greg Marshall is – he's the lowest form of humanity. <laughs> he's the, I hate him. He's the lowest form of humanity. Yes, wow. the, the worst. That is bold. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it doesn't surprise anybody that they're – Claim they claim to play, you know, whenever, Anyone, anytime, wherever. where, let's do bullshit. it. And then they sign a four-game deal with the bottom three team in the Big Twelve. That was like, what nit? What, yeah. what do they have? Like eighteen wins last yeah. year. I mean, and, it's just and turning down. It's not offers, shocking at all. Uh, it's Greg Marshall is just a liar, and Wichita State is trash. I Anyone who wants to play Wichita them can trash. I can't stand Wichita State. I can't stand their fans. I can't stand the. K-State fans that are also oh my like God. If obsessed I, with Wichita State. If I State, see a single – drives me nuts. Granted, it's not going to happen because all of you guys are fair-weather Wichita State fans, but you go, you all know who you are cheering for them on the timeline the years that they were going farther in the tournament. You guys are also – I'm not going to call you trash. You know who you are, <laughs> Michael Epley. But I, you, you went to K-State. Don't be tweeting about Wichita State. I don't care if you grew up in the area. He's not the only one. It's proper, Ugh. proper weird. Okay. I don't like it. But before, all right, I'm gonna end on a happy note. Um, we're sitting here in double shift. I'm just kind of coming up with this on the fly. We have some more K State versus Vanderbilt tickets to give away, and I know this is only for the Kansas City area cats, so I'm sorry. But anyone who comes into double shift and sends us a picture of a beer that you ordered from double shift within the next. Seven days. So you have until next Tuesday. What? What's that? The seventh Tuesday, the seventh or sixth? Sixth. So before four o'clock Tuesday, the sixth of November, every single person who tweets at the Bosco's Boys account or Scott Wildcat a picture of a beer inside Double Shift, you will get entered into a drawing for K State tickets, and. If you don't live in Kansas City and you travel, if you show me where you started and then where you ended, the person, anyone who travels more than 30 miles to get here, you get five entries. How about that? Five entries? Five of them. Five. Guys, seriously, you should, if you're in Kansas City, you should come down to the Crossroads area. First of all, the Crossroads area is probably the coolest place to be in Kansas City. I don't like. Don't There's forget Westport. You get shot. Power and light. <laughs> eh, no thanks. There's like Give five breweries crossbow. right here, just in within your reach. But the best one is Double Shifting. You should start here. It's a great little microbrewery. 
One of the uh, managing partners is named Aaron. He's a big K-State guy. You should follow him on Twitter at A underscore O-G-I-L-V-I-E. His name's Aaron. He loves the cats. He's a great guy. Um, you should definitely come down here. It's honestly the best brewery. We wouldn't be saying – they're not paying us shit. Uh, we would – But if you want to, go ahead. Yeah, they should maybe. Maybe we should, We'll talk about that later with them, but – uh, we're not saying this because they're giving us money. We just really, really, really like this place, and I've loved it for two years. The second I came in here and I had the first beer, it's been really, really great. Uh, we also have some other stuff coming out. We got some sweet Christmas stuff maybe coming up. Ooh-hoo-hoo. We got a yeah. This is the 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 very last spooky season. So say goodbye to the spooky season theme. It's time for turkey turkey theme. I don't know what it sounds like yet. It's coming out next episode, and then you know we got some. Some bottle koozies, some Christmas koozies. It's going to be good. Yep. So we love tuned. you guys so much. Unconditional. We love you also, unconditionally. Also, time out. Stop shooting each other. Just yeah. stop. Yeah, that's really, really bad. We, we don't. But, hey, we love everyone. Meet me at the cat head. Happy Halloween, everybody. Woohoo! My monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It got on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires the ghouls all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included and his son The scene was rocking over digging the sounds Igor on chains backed by his baying hounds The coffin bangers were about to arrive With their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five They played the mash They played the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They played the mash It caught on in a flash They played the mash they played the monster mash. Out from his coffin rack's hoisted ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on and a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band And my Monster Mash is the hit of the land For you, the living, this mash was meant to When you get to my door, tell them what is said Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash The Monster Mash And do my graveyard smash Then you can mash You'll catch on in a flash Then you can mash Then you can Monster Mash
Podcast Network.